Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about a new portable handheld GMRS radio from Ocean that puts it on par with some of their high-end amateur handheld radios. We'll go through its features, compare it to other Ocean models, and discuss whether or not this could be the ultimate walkie-talkie for the GMRS. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. First, there was the KG805G, a powerful yet easy-to-operate handheld that was customizable, programmable, and capable of transmitting it up to a full 5 watts, all of which were almost unheard of for a Part 95 type accepted GMRS radio at the time. Then came the KG905G, with its enhanced display, 256 custom channels, and hardened IP66 dust and water resistance, another first to market for the GMRS. Now the bar is raised again. Ocean just released a new GMRS radio, the KG935G, and this one is very different. Could this be the ultimate GMRS walkie-talkie? Yeah, I think that this is probably the ultimate uh, GMRS handheld right now. I, um, arguably, I mean, I guess we've got enough handheld models now that it uh you you could make an argument for uh some others it depends on what you uh what you like but uh i would say the 935g is the, the new kg935g is certainly the most feature rich gmrs handheld in this uh ocean gmrs uh radio line i would certainly agree with that you know, before we get into the particulars about the 935G, let's talk about the Ocean GMRS radio line in general. This is kind of a different experience for GMRS. With the KG805G and the KG905G, they're they're both fairly simple to use radios. There's only um, four buttons on the front, the menu, exit, and the up and down arrows. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's intentional. You know, we're working with Ocean to build these uh, to these radios, the uh, KG805, the 905, and now the KG935G. Um, so it's really our input that's, that's going a long way as far as driving the product. And um, my thought with the 805 and 905 was a GMRS radio should be simple. You mm-hmm. don't really want a lot of the complexities that you have in uh, and a ham radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we see a lot of the ra- new radios that are coming to market with GMRS, they, they are full keypad radios. They have VFO mode. They have 
Uh, they allow you to, to key in a frequency for monitoring. So um, we thought, let's let's do it. And that that's kind of what led us to the 935. We had this um, amateur radio, the KGUV-8H, mm-hmm. which is built on their um, KGUV-8 platform, which is a, a pretty high-end radio. It does um, – it's a dual monitor uh, simultaneous dual receive radio. There's a, a lot of functions. Yeah, the KGUVAD was it was an extremely popular radio. It still is uh, somewhat popular, but it was back when it first came out. It was just uh, extremely popular. You couldn't right, get those right. in stock. And the 8H is the latest um, for amateur version from that series. And mm-hmm. what they've done uh, with that differently is they've rotated the screen. So that it's horizontal and not vertical. And uh, they've also added uh, some theme options. So you can change your color sets and you can get a, a dark background, which seems to be very popular. Uh, so, that, so that's mainly uh, what's new with the 8H. But then there's a lot uh, that that uh, UV8 series brings that are advantages over the 905G series. Now, along with those advantages comes complexity because this is a full keypad uh, radio. This is a um, dual frequency, dual watch display. It has TDR, which is a true dual receive. Um, so you can turn that on and off if you want to avoid that and, and have a more simple radio. But um, there, there is a lot more, I guess, complication in using this radio so this radio isn't for everybody but it's really for those who are are pretty serious gmrs users because there are folks that are just going to want a simple gmrs radio and for them the 805 or the 905g will be will be sufficient for them because that's that's really all they need but for those who are really out there maxing out what they're doing what they want to do with the radios this is a perfect perfect radio to to do that with yeah i think so this this is a radio for advanced users and uh this is uh some things that the 935g does that advanced gmrs users were like is um it will scan uh, the full common uhf and vhf spectrum areas where you see the ham frequencies and commercial frequencies i believe it's 134 to 174 um, maybe 134 to 179 uh, megahertz on the VHF side and uh, 400 to 480 on the UHF side. And you can just press a button and key in any frequency you want to listen on and you are monitoring right away. You can also straight from the, the radio itself, save that frequency as a channel. Um, the radio supports 999 channels. You can add that channel to a scan list, and w- when you go into scan mode, um, th- th- that frequency is uh, always going to be in the list of what you're, you're listening to. This is a radio that has about the maximum power for a handheld that you'll find on a GMRS radio. Yeah, with, with the power uh, on this radio, we have uh, worked with the Ocean to increase it somewhat. Uh, you should see up to about five and a half watts of power on the high power setting. 
the medium power setting, you should see up to around 4 watts. And on the low power setting, you should see half a watt. Um, and the GMRS has certain channel groups that have uh, different power levels that they're allowed to use. Like channels 1 through 7 uh, are allowed up to 5 watts. So you are only allowed to use low and medium power in the 935G. Channels 8 through 14 are half a watt only, so you're only allowed to use low power. Channels 15 through 22 and um, all of the repeater channels, you're allowed to use up to 50 watts, so you can use all the power modes available on the radio. So this um, this radio also has another feature that was lacking in the 805 and the 905G uh, radios that a lot of people really, really wanted and then had been asking for, and that's the NOAA weather mode, NOAA weather channels. Yeah, weather people alerts. have been asking for for that for <laughs> since the the first yeah. two models came out. Yeah, yeah. the The first two are only single band radios because GMRS is you know UHF frequencies, yeah. and uh, probably the biggest complaint that we get is no. NOAA frequencies and the no, K- <laughs> yeah no NOAA frequencies and with the KG one thousand G that um, that radio has a lot of the same similarities to the nine thirty five G in that it has frequency mode um, can key in any frequency you like it has a dual display so the the nine thirty five G is kind of like uh, it's kind of similar in the the features of the KG-1000G. And the KG-1000G has NOAA weather mode. And uh, just like the KG-1000G, you activate it on the KG-935G by pressing and holding the band key for a couple of seconds. And then you go into NOAA mode. Now, one thing to note is most GMRS radios that you see that have NOAA weather support they they do it kind of in a poor way. They just add the NOAA weather frequencies into the list of channels. Like you, mm-hmm. you you go up to channel thirty one and it's the first NOAA frequency, and that's in my opinion a poor way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it was important to us that NOAA weather channels be added as a completely separate mode, the same way. The FM radio feature works, right. for yeah. example. You, you just hold down the button, and now you're in NOAA mode, and you can change channels. You can select between the seven frequencies. And uh, I love that they were able to do that for us and get that in the in this radio. So which, by the way, there's a an FM radio built into this one, too. There is an so, FM radio, we, which that's something that was missing from the 905. And mm-hmm. we occasionally – I don't think many people are using the FM radio on, on their GMRS radio. Um, I know Rick loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't used to touch it at all, but 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 Taylor over here, she used to to play it on her on her GMRS radio in the office, and she used to listen to it on that. When I started working from home, a lot of the time, I would be writing, and I would say, you know, I want to hear a little bit of music, and and I just turn on the the eight hundred five G and set it to an FM radio station and listen to that. And I've gotten into the habit of doing that. So I found myself using it all the time now. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's not something that I use a lot. Uh, I don't either. I'll, I'll use it if I'm testing a new radio, basically, right. to, to make sure that it works. But uh, uh, other than that, um, I, I do it because of the radio sitting right there. You know, I've got the radio. I want to hear some music. Just turn on, and put it in FM mode. I, I did. Uh, I use it enough to know that that's how I wanted my weather mode to work. That mm-hmm. uh, I want to push a button and go into weather mode, just like I push a button to go into FM mode. It's, right. I always thought it was was kind of cheesy to have to add the the weather frequencies just as a channel. It, it just I don't like that. Uh, and uh, I, I'm really happy they were able to help us out and, and make a new mode the same way they were able to do with the KG-1000G. I think customers are going to love that, and uh, I'm proud of that. Uh, so I, I would say the biggest features of the 935G that people are going to love is is the display. Um, I love the display. A, yeah. I, I loved it when, when the UV-8H came yeah. out, and I don't know, something about that, that dark display. I, I like it. So this is a full color display, four colors, uh, or actually it has it has four color themes. That's what uh, we call them here: too light and too dark. And the dark theme is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it's great. I I, I think that you're going to see more and more radios using the the dark themes as they right. come out because it's it seems like customers prefer that, and uh, even better than than the colors. I like that instead of uh, – if you're familiar with the Ocean Amateur line at all, um, the 8 Series and the 9 Series, you see they, they have a, a vertical display that's graphical. Mm-hmm. It's so much better that it's horizontal right. with this radio because mm-hmm. um, it allows them to fit more on the screen. They, they haven't changed the, the channels to make the channel names larger yet. Uh, that may be something you see in a future radio. We've asked about it. For some reason, they could could not do it easily here. But if you go into frequency mode, the frequency is um, nice and large on the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's also more comfortable to look at for your eyes because your eyes, naturally, you have that peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. So a, a wider screen is a little bit more, I think it's a little easier on the eyes that way because that's how we see. Right. They've also made the um, area that's active, the, the primary area. If you're looking at uh, in dual frequency mode and you see the A and B areas, the main area, the active area is larger than the secondary area. And that is a much better way of doing it than just putting a small icon or the, the yeah. word main. Uh, it's typically the way it's done. It's even the way it's done here. Um, but um, you still have the main icon. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't even think it's necessary. I think just make the main area larger, like they're doing anyway, and it's it's visible which area is active. Yeah, I think so. A well designed display overall. So this radio has this uh, full color display, but something else it has the two programmable side keys. It has the two programmable side keys right there, but what's there's something different about this. What's different about it is that they don't just perform one function each. You can program them to uh, perform two different functions. You have one on a long press and one on a short press. And I think that is, uh, and that's a really nice feature in my opinion, because you're, you're getting double, you're getting double functionality, dual functionality out right. of each key. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I wouldn't say that's anything new 
because the the 905 will will do that as well. But um, yeah, you do see some brands where you only get mm-hmm. you could define one, one thing function. per key, even though they'll they'll they may have some like built in function that a long press does that you can't change. I, I hate that. But what's cool about this also is the selection of functions that you can program into these keys. It's not just a matter of just programming. You know, you got a choice. Some of these radios, you get a choice of maybe like two or three different functions that you can set them to. We have, what, a dozen different functions on this radio. That's another thing where we worked with with Ocean. Um, When you look at the 8H, function key one has a list of like three or four things you can assign it to. And function key two has like two or three things you can assign Mm -hmm. it to. And they're different. And we said, Hey, why don't, why don't you just put everything that's assignable to a side key and make it, make all of those things assignable to either side key for a long or a short press. That always Mm -hmm. drove me nuts when I'd go and go, (laughs) <laughs> There's like select out. What's the difference? What difference does it make? What I can put? If yeah, I want scan like, here and, yeah. and FM radio here. What does it matter? Why can it not be on the top if I want FM radio there? Or not you know. It's, I never understood that. We also uh, went a little mm-hmm. nuts with the assignable functions like um, weather. If you don't like that, you have to hold down the band key, or you can't ever remember that holding down the band key activates weather, you can assign weather to a side key mm-hmm. as well, in addition to the um, band key. There's a scan key right on the front of the radio, but if you always forget about the scan key on the front of the radio, you can assign scan to be a side key. And there's one more thing that you can do with this radio, if I'm not mistaken. You can assign one of those keys, either one, to be a secondary push to talk. Uh, you can. You, it, and you can do that with a long press of either either um, side key one or two. Mm-hmm. So you can assign, I think it's called vice frequency TX. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I forgot what it was called. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's freak, actually called freak, freak, two, frequent, push. freak two push to talk. F, not, I don't mean like it's a freak. It's F-R-E-Q two. PTT, I think it's what so what's the point of that? Why would you want to have a because usually a long press is anywhere from three to five seconds typically. Yeah. Why would you want to have a PTT on a long press like that? You would want to have a PTT on a long press because doing it on a short press, you've got to hold it in the whole time you talk. Otherwise, it doesn't know when to stop transmitting. Right. So um, if you assign that to a short press, how does it know when to stop? But why would you want to program a side key to what? Are, what is the benefit of having if your push to talk, your normal well, push to talk stops a, working? Well, if you have a secondary channel that you're monitoring that you want to to uh, maybe talk on that one, you can key up on the secondary push to talk. If uh, so, you area, can assign it. You can assign that that push that button to do zone A or zone B. So if you if that button. The freak to push to talk option always refers to the secondary area. Okay. So if you have, uh, let's say your main area, area A is main and it's GMRS channel one. The other option is GMRS channel 22 on area B and it's secondary. Okay. So whatever, so whatever. So it's kind of like the UV, UV 82 where it had the dual push to talk 
instead of doing that, you're just assigning. Okay, that right. makes sense. Yeah, right. The the thing that always bugged me about the UV eighty two was that I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that was a rocker switch. Right. And that rocker switch always kind of bugged me for some reason. I I never could. Sometimes I'd be like on the top one, then I'd my thumb would just slip down to the second one right. or something like that, and, and it always bothered me. This, I think, is is a little bit easier to manage. Where I don't like the way this works is um, I, I would I would just use the band button to switch the primary areas and then use the main push to talk to talk. That's That's the way I would do it. Using the side key to talk on a secondary area. Uh, I don't really like because I'm never super confident which area is is primary. Right. Like maybe I've switched, uh, you know, because you, it's got the dual receive. It, if you've got dual watch on, uh, you're going to hear uh, what's going on on either um, either area. So maybe I didn't set one to main. Maybe I'm not sure what, what my main area is. So, you know, I'm going to have to look at it anyway. So we have these primary features that are that are really cool on their own. Uh, a couple of other things that something with the menu options. I think this is actually a pretty big deal. Uh, well, I, I want to start with the um, brightness and backlight controls. It's along the theme of the display uh, that we talked about earlier. Previously, with uh, the Ocean Eight and Nine series. It was kind of a, a point of frustration that the backlight would go on and off quickly and standby versus active. Uh, the, there, there was no way to c- control really your, your backlight intensity in standby mode. Well, we've, we fixed all that. Now there's a uh, control called backlight that allows you to define how long the display stays in active mode after some type of activity, like a button press or uh, uh, an RX. Uh, So after something happens, the display is active and there's a setting in the menu that allows you to control the brightness level in active mode. But once that time period elapses for the, the backlight setting, you go into standby mode. Now we've also added a menu setting to control the backlight intensity in standby mode. Which is another cool bonus for that because, you know, over the years we've received a number of complaints from people who could not control the backlight at all. No, no, that's that's not the bonus. The bonus is we (laughs) added shortcuts, menu shortcuts to get to those settings to the keypad so they're oh. early in the menu, and you can press the menu key and then the keypad shortcut key and jump right there. So if you're going That's outside bonus, yeah. or, uh, or to an area where you need a different backlight intensity, I mean, outside you need your backlight to be brighter in order to make it more visible outdoors. Um, so it's easy to get to those settings now and change it. So that's... That's your, the bonus, bonus because it's just that one press and you're right there in the menu to change it instantly and while you're outside or coming back indoors. Yeah, that is definitely the bonus. Uh, okay, now moving on to keep Rick happy. <laughs> uh, 
we this radio, much like the 905G, is IP66 dust and waterproof. That's not submersible waterproof, but that is very much waterproof. Is that a is that a, a level very much waterproof? I I look at waterproofing in in two ways. You've got you have waterproof, which means that you can take it outside in the rain. You can take it in humid areas. You can, if you're in an environment where there is a lot of water, it shouldn't affect it shouldn't affect the electronics at all. It shouldn't affect the radio at all. Yeah. Now, waterproof is a scale. You, yeah, you yeah. Can't, you dunk it in a pool. You're um, not going to be happy with the result, probably. You. Um, yeah, to me, to me, that's waterproofing. Now, some people think that, well, in order for it to be waterproof, you have to be able to keep it working if it gets dropped in the water 10 feet down in the lake or something. And first of all, if it gets dropped 10 feet down the lake, I'm not going to go get it anyway. But for the most part, if it is submersible, then it's waterproof. Now, that's true. Obviously, if it's submersible, that automatically makes it waterproof. However, I think that's, I think they're kind of going a little too far saying that if it's anything less than submersible, then it's not waterproof because waterproof means different things to different people, you well, know, that's, depending that's why on they what have you're a doing scale. with the radio. Uh, the, the scale says that this radio is IP66 waterproof which means it will withstand strong, direct jets of water. Do I have that right, Rick? Strong, yeah, direct yeah, jets. Strong, direct jets of water with a, I don't know, 20 that, millimeter nozzle or something like that. Pretty good. It's, it would be better if you could dunk it in a pool. Um, maybe one day we'll have a, a model that you can dunk in a pool or drop in the ocean. But uh, I don't go swimming anyway. So <laughs> I, think, I think most people are going to be happy with IP66. Look, if it'll... If, It'll get me through a rainstorm and still work for me. That then I'm I'm happy. To me, that's waterproof. All right. Well, Rick's got somewhere to be, so we're going to move it along. <laughs> uh, we have a um, upgraded battery over compared to the 905G. Uh, this radio includes a 3200 milliamp battery. That is. Um, 20% more capacity than the 905G and double, nearly double the capacity of the 805G. And the bonus on this one is that battery accessories are compatible with the 905G. So if you already have a 905G, you can use your 905G battery, 905G charger, and it'll work with um, the 935G. I think that's a really, really big it's a plus. Plus, yeah, because pe- a lot of people they don't want to have to go out and say, "I've got to." If I buy this radio, I'm going to have to go out and get a whole new line of accessories for it. Here, this way, they can buy the radio. Hey, it'll work with the batteries I've already got. It'll work with the with the uh, antennas I've already got. It'll work with all this stuff. I don't have and, to go out and get a whole new set and of that, everything. That is true. It will work with the same antennas that will work mm-hmm. with the 805G and 905G, and it will also work with the same audio accessories mm-hmm. of, course, yeah. of the 905 and 805G. It's the Kenwood, standard Kenwood two-pin audio connector. The other, uh, or one other, um, what I would say... Uh, key feature is uh, the menu. We spent a lot of time with this radio 
going through each menu option and figuring out the most readable, most English readable name that we could come up with. You didn't say Chinglish. You said English. I said English. Yes. See, that's very important to note. Something (laughs) – surprisingly, I don't think we hear a lot of complaints about, you know, what does this option mean or this this, uh, menu option doesn't seem to correlate to what it actually does. We don't hear that complaint a lot, um, but we fixed it anyway. (laughs) Now, uh, there's been a lot of renaming. Uh, some things, it's still tough to fit in eight characters or ten characters, whatever we had. Uh, so it's it's going to be a little cryptic, but I think it's better. I think I think we the screen the, the new screen helps that out too with yeah. the, the way the it makes the font it more is. visible, right? For sure. Yeah. Well, it does help to know what what that menu option actually means when you see it, because there have been some menu options that they put in there that when it's translated to English, it says something completely different from what I think it's going to be when I go into the menu, and it turns out to be something completely different. Yeah. And for the most part, we've just renamed, but we've also reordered everything as well. We put the the most used options um, at the beginning, and we've also grouped things together. Like, uh, for example, you'll notice all of the scan options are right in line. So once you get to the scan section, it's easy to find what, what you're looking for. Um, we also put a few things that uh, are used frequently. I put toward the back, um, like so you can just use the up arrow to mm-hmm. get to them a little more quickly. So you, you might find that something that would be the 20th most popular option is really now menu option 50. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I think there is uh, some common sense that went into it. The biggest change was probably um, the shift direction and offset options. We we completely got rid of offset because as far as GMRS goes, the offset's always going to be uh, 5 yeah, megahertz. Be that. Uh, the shift direction... Instead of plus, minus, with GMRS, you're always shifting in one direction. Mm-hmm. So we just renamed that to repeater, and then it's on or off. And uh, that's available in um, frequency mode. And that's that's going to make life a lot easier because I, I can't tell you how many people I've had come in and with, uh, like, on the amateur side. Mm-hmm. And with just a little going the wrong way on the plus or minus, you might have – Five megahertz or 0. 0.60 megahertz in there or megahertz in there. Yeah. That plus or minus makes a huge difference. And right. you know, with that, that's one, one, one touch. And it's complicated. And now for amateur, it's rightfully complicated. Right. Like the, you could have repeaters at any given offset and you, you don't know VHF, UHF is a, a different offset, but with GMRS, it doesn't need to be that complicated. I mean, it's they're all every, set. They're all set. Everything's plus. Everything's five megahertz, so it's repeater on or off. It's that simple, or at least it is now mm-hmm. with the 935G. So this uh, this radio has a lot going for it here uh, in just in those key features alone. But there are a lot of other features of this radio that, wow, there's just such a long list of features here that uh, some of them, 
some of them, I don't know if some people ever actually use them or not, but they're there. In every case, you want to use them. Someone is uh, is probably going to use them. Someone is, yeah. Uh, let's let's go through some of these. There is uh, the ability to change your bandwidth wide to narrow. Now, that, and a lot of people will use that because that is one of the complaints with some of the uh, the other brands that we won't mention of radios, particularly mobiles, that haven't been that um, easy to change. Or some of them, you haven't been able to change them at all. Right. And the important thing, too, is that we have worked with Ocean to make sure that the GMRS rules are baked into the firmware of the radio. So if there are certain frequencies that you're not allowed to do wide bandwidth on. You're not going to be able to do it. Right. So the radio knows that. If you change to wide bandwidth and you go to channel 8 and you try to transmit, it's going to transmit in narrow bandwidth. You'll see on the screen the W will change to an N. When you're transmitting. And um, I hope people appreciate, I think people will appreciate um, that that works the way it does. Same thing with power. Uh, The the power, um, power modes aren't something that you can only set in the software. You can change your power through the menu of the radio and the radio knows that it's not allowed to do high power on this channel. Also, we've got CTCSS and DCS tones. It'll do split tones. It'll do tone scanning. Tone scanning, I think, is a is a pretty cool feature right there on its own. A lot of people have been wanting to to have a tone scan feature like this, and, and now there is one. Well, the, the, there was one on the 905G as well, Rick. Well, that's Don't true. Don't forget that, that one. But, that's uh, true, but the 805 didn't have it. The 805 did not. And uh, another thing about that tone scan uh, for people that are in a group of or going between groups of people and say, well, okay, what what tone is this group using and what tone is that group using? And it's 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 fairly easy to figure it out now. It's not, you know, just scan for it, find the tone, and you, you know, can some, set it. You can just set it right there. There are some users who are um, not happy about the tone scan feature because they like that setting a tone can prevent – unauthorized people from accessing their repeater. That's true. That's true. um, So this sort of um, could be controversial here. You can, (laughs) well, you're not really going to know what the, what tone to transmit into the repeater, but you can see what tone the the repeaters are are transmitting out. Yeah. And I mean, really it's not that hard unless they're using a split tone. It's really not that hard to, to figure out. That's true. Well, more and more repeaters these days, I think, are starting to use split tones, which is why the split tone feature is in there. But there are a lot of repeaters that don't. So just right. use the same tone. I think for the split tones, a lot of times people will want to use a tone on transmit to get into the repeater, but turn off tones on receive because right. they, they don't want to have anything filtered. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we've got the channel scan. We've got priority channel scanning we've got scan groups groups are are kind of cool scan groups are are definitely cool uh we've got commander support Uh, i don't know if anyone uses that Um, i don't maybe within if you're talking outside of your like a small group you um 
probably wouldn't want to use it, but maybe if you want better audio within your group, uh, there's a descrambler mm-hmm. on this radio. That's that's going to be useful if um, you've got a business or somebody on non-GMRS frequencies that are using inversion scrambling. And uh, you can set the descrambler tone and perhaps decode what they're saying. Now, scrambling is not permitted on GMRS and the radio uh, knows that. Uh, we've got some DTMF functions, a group call, all call, select call. A lot of that can be configured through the programming really, software. I really like the stopwatch timer. <laughs> Everyone loves the stopwatch I mean, timer. Run a mile, tell everybody on the repeater how fast you did it. It's all right there in your palm of your hand. I love it. It's, it's great, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. how often do you need a stopwatch? <laughs> It's just the way that you look. You look at it with such conviction. It's, I love it. I mean, between that and the flashlight <laughs> and the strobe light, it's good. Now, you people are going to use the flashlight. I promise you. Well, people will use the flashlight. I don't know about the strobe. There are two modes on the flashlight. There's flashlight and strobe. And. Now you can explain. Now what? you can explain the difference between the two because some people might get confused about that. Strobe ocean flashes. Was, ocean was confused about that, and we were talking about uh, about that. You know that they originally had they called the flashlight the strobe. Yeah, remember the, the first demo. And this may be a language thing. I mean, if you think about it, flashlight would. Yeah tell you would be a flashing light <laughs> right so maybe we've been backwards this whole time maybe, maybe so. we have i don't know that could be but i, I had Flash them change light. that after the, the first round of demos and uh you know they, they did it. imagine the recall on that <laughs> <laughs> when i press the strobe it flashes or it doesn't flash, flash it's, when, it, when i press the flash it strobes it's a defect recall Send this back. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, we've got FM radio. We've got FM radio um, channel save. And that can be pretty handy for some people. You know, one of the as much as I like using the FM radio on the eight hundred five G. One of the things is that if I swap the battery out, or if I turn it off, come back later, sometimes it doesn't remember the last station that I was on and I have to go back and scan for it because there isn't, you can't go to the station using the channel knob. You have to hit scan and have it scan and stop on that station. Now, if it happens to be a station that maybe I'm getting a weak signal on at some point in certain times of the day or the evening, then the scan won't hit it. It'll go right past it. And there's no way for me to catch that. Something like this, having the FM radio station memory save can allow me to save that to memory and then come back to it later without having to go through all the scan process. Like preset in your car. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, English voice prompts. Now, the voice prompts are a little hit or miss. They were not able to update the voice prompts to match all of our descriptions. So you have some channels that have a voice prompt. Some channels don't. I'm not completely happy with that, but um, that's uh, it is what it is on the voice prompts. But at least it's in English. You know, 
one of our most popular videos, and has been for the last several years, one of our most popular videos of all time is a Radio 101 video where we show um, where we show you how to change the menu back to English from Chinese. Because what happens when on, on, on a Baofeng UV5R? The thing is, on, on the Baofengs, you hit the reset button, it wipes everything out, and it defaults to Chinese. Everything is default. The Chinese, you know, characters on the, the menu and Chinese language. And the problem is it's sort of a double... It's sort of a double whammy there because if if the menu was just English, it would be easy enough to get back there and find the English, you know, voice prompts. But and if it were English, that. you wouldn't need to. Right. Well, yes, yeah, sure. But <laughs> but the thing is, because the writing is in Chinese, you have no idea where to go to change oh, that yeah. menu. Yeah. And I just showed in a few simple steps how to do that. You know, that and, video is – we get so – Normally on YouTube, people are, are real jerks on YouTube. People are, are <laughs> no, some of them not. Are. Some are. Some are. Good people. <laughs> we're making video. Hopefully, we're, we're putting out uh, – we're doing the best we can with YouTube, right? And uh, comments – the comments you get are just awful. But that video is go – to, go read the comments on that one. It's like – Every comment is thank you, thank you thank great you. information. You saved my life. You saved my radio. I was about to throw this in the trash. I was about to run over with a steamroller. Overwhelmingly <laughs> positive. It's unbelievable yeah. that no one has said anything <laughs> insulting to us on that video. I hope not. Maybe, well, maybe we should I'm wrong. do more videos just am. like that. I always just put it up to my phone and do Google Translate, and when you press it, it does the Chinese. Oh, for the audio. Yeah, then I know that's, which one that's is advanced the, right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is. It is. I've never tried that, but it's. I'm going to after the podcast is over. I want, if, I want to see if it'll pick it up. Just watch the Radio 101 video. You'll you'll be fine. Okay, we have a video. <laughs> uh, where were we? All okay. right. Uh, talk around reverse frequency. Uh, those uh, are available in the radio, and they're assignable to a side key. Which is cool. Uh, busy channel lockout. That's pretty common. SOS alarm. Nobody uses those. I had to when I was uh, working on the manual because I had to, you know, <laughs> get all oh, the details well, about how to work. you think it was like a Siri button or something, the SOS button that you it, get help? It's – nobody's ever going to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it that way. I, I'm to the end of the um, features list uh, other than the one-year manufacturer's warranty. Now I'm at the end of the features <laughs> list. But we need to add – you mentioned the manual. Um, the manual is – like we completely written by us, mm -hmm. mainly Rick. No, both of us. It was a collaborative effort there. Um, he, I, it, I would, I would write something, then you'd tell me all the stuff that had to be fixed. And like, <laughs> yeah, Rick would write it, and I would say, <laughs> no, you know, change that, change that, change. Rick did most of the work. I'll just put it that way. But anyway, it, it, the important thing is that when you buy the uh, KG935G or any of the radios that we've talked about, you get a detailed manual written in English by a, a, by a native English speaker uh, who's on this podcast. His name is Rick. <laughs> and they're both looking at me right now. Mm, is that your native language? Uh, you know, well, sometimes I wakes my birds up, but it's, you know, for well, the most you, part... Uh, uh, it is pretty common to buy a radio that's imported and not really understand what's going on in the manual. 
Um, you, you're just on your own a lot of times, but not with these radios. This is probably close to a hundred pages in this manual. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Rick, Rick could probably say for sure, but it's a it's, long it's manual. Pretty close. It, it was a, a big effort, but, uh, hopefully you guys will like it. Well, now that we've gone through this and, and we, we've, kind of compared it to some of the other radios as we've gone along, but compared to, to other GMRS radios in general, uh, I mean, some of these features, they're not going to be found on any other radios. Some of them are. But I think that very few of these features are going to be found on any of the consumer grade or the bubble pack radios, which tells you right there that this is an advanced radio. And with that, it's going to be a little bit more than uh than the typical bubble pack GMRS radio. But what you're getting for that price is a lot more oh, yeah. it, than the bubble in, pack. This is an advanced radio. This radio sells no. for $149, which is $30 more than the 905G. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this radio is not for everyone. You're absolutely right. If if you're looking for a simple GMRS radio that that gets the job done and works well. Uh, the 805G, the, the KG905G are good options. Um, if uh, you're willing to spend a little bit more and you want a nicer screen, you want more capabilities as far as um, listening on other frequencies and uh, everything else that we've covered, mm-hmm. then uh, take a look at the new KG 935G. So let's talk about the price for just a moment. Okay. Uh, $149.99. That's, that's it. <laughs> $149.99. Free shipping. Free shipping. And is and, there, is there and. a way, if only there was a way you could get a discount on that. Yeah. Rick, do you know of anything? Well, if you use promo code SHOW at checkout, you can get an additional 5% off your order. Well, too bad no one's going to make it that far into the podcast to get the, <laughs> yeah. the code. They'll be rushing. You know, run, don't walk to the to your nearest um, PC and or Mac or whatever it is that you use. And, and uh, go to buy2wayradios.com and get this radio and use promo code SHOW. And, uh, okay, well, bottom line here, though, seriously, <laughs> bottom line. Um, Sum do it you up think, for us. Do you think this is the uh, – do you think this is the ultimate GMRS radio, at least for now? Do you think this is the ultimate in GMRS? For of handheld. We're going to be biased, but I, yeah. I think only time will tell. But I, I think I know how successful the UV8H was, mm-hmm. is. People love that radio. Yeah, people like that radio. People love that radio. Back. And um, to now have a keypad version of a GMRS radio with NOAA, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to be a, a game changer. I hope people think about – I hope people appreciate some of the details that, that went into it. Um, I think that um, – I think, I think they're going to like this radio. I think people are going to look at the display mm-hmm. and they're going to look at the list of, of functionality that's supported and – they're probably going to choose to buy this if if they were already looking at an 805G or a 905G. I don't think someone's going to 
jump from a set of talk about T402s to uh, to this. I just want but. people to read that manual. <laughs> <laughs> I know a, a lot of people don't read the manual until they start getting really into the weeds, and then they'll say, maybe I should go read the manual. But trust me, read the manual first, and life will be a lot easier for you, especially on this radio, because it's not complicated. It's It's easy to use. Hey, I was able to use it, so it's not that complicated, but there's still a lot to know and you can yeah you can get a little confused if you're if you're not used to a, a radio with so many features some so much functionality in, uh, in it 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 can be a little confusing at first read the manual and make it easier for you uh even better read the manual on your computer yeah well, yeah you can because, download it too um That's if true. you use it in acrobat reader there's it's annotated. You can click to jump around to go. You, you auto jump to the page numbers. All the sections are uh, auto jump, so you can look at the table of contents and go directly uh, where you want to go. Keyword search. I should it's, try that it's sometime. Better than the print manual. <laughs> but you know, back to what you said before about the UV8H. I was um, looking around for a return product uh, the other day because I wanted to pull something out of it to to uh, to test it with another radio. I couldn't find any. I don't have any. We don't get any returns <laughs> on this radio. I mean people buy them and they're just they're just fine with them. I think that's wow, there's a lot to be said for that. I think that's a testament to the radio in general. So since this radio is built basically on the same architecture as the UV eight age, um I th I think this is going to be a winner. Let's hope. So, when's it available? It's available now. Wow! At buytoearradios.com. We don't we don't believe in the the uh, pre order. Uh, it's coming in six months. Uh, uh, that, I mean, not anymore. <laughs> you, you get the when we announce it, it's ready. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, any other. Thoughts? Any other comments it, on the KG935? In fact, G? we have the KG XS20G ready, and we're not going to announce it until next week. That's right. I think you just did. Is it the same <laughs> antenna connector? Do it. It's the same antenna connector. It's, okay. Yeah. All right. So use the SMA female connector yeah, on the. Yeah, you can. Okay. It'll work. You okay. can. You can swap them all out all day, uh, and uh, it should be just fine. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from uh, Charcherias. That's his handle. Isn't the best part of the show when Rick tries to read? Uh, <laughs> it, is, name? it is. <laughs> um, this individual says, Hello, I'm interested in setting up a repeater system at Hunting Base Camp on top of my pop-up camper. Each hunting member has a UB5R or BFF. 8 HP. I already have a GMRS license and I'm taking the ham test in less than a week. There is one extra UV5R in the camp. Do I need Baofengs to set up a repeater system, one to transmit and one to receive, or can one Baofeng perform both functions? Is this the right solution or should I buy a standalone repeater? If so, any recommendations? If I have to buy additional Baofengs to build a repeater, I may just buy a more robust and simple solution. Thanks much. And that's from Chuck. Oh, so this is from Chuck. That's not what you said earlier. Uh, yeah. You're misleading us. Well, 
So, so, so the summary there is he can he connect two Baofengs? No, can he turn one Baofeng into, into a, a repeater? repeater? No, yeah, you cannot. You can't do that. Uh, there can, are uh, I've seen. You uh, can do two two both two, things. Two, yes, I've done that. Yeah, you can do two of them. Yeah, you can do but, two two but to basically make like a little five watt repeater. But is it? Yeah. I didn't really put it to the test to see how. You can technically do that with just about any right. radios if you have two of them. And that'll take the connections to, right. to physically plug them together. Uh, 805, the 805G. You can do that with an 805G or a 905G. If you have, I believe you have to have a 2.5 millimeter to a 3.5 millimeter cable. Yeah, audio cable. A, and put audio one of the cable. radios in box mode. Yep. Uh, something like that. We've done it. It's, yep. It works. It I guess it really depends on how much range you need. You know, a five watt. It's not going to get you too far. It's not going to get you very know. much. Now, if you throw up two KG 1000s on top of your pop-up camper. Of course. And um, those have repeater mode built in. So right. It's a yeah. lot easier, a lot easier to, to, to do. And, you know, without going to a $3,000 repeater, you can do it for usually under about 1000 bucks. But he's saying, should he buy a standalone repeater? And really, if he wants to do it right, yes, he should buy a standalone repeater. But considering the fact that he's going to be out hunting, uh, that's not always feasible anyway, because you have to have most of those repeators are either rack mount or they require uh, right. But a a lot of times, where you're so with the repeater base, you know, you you want you know more power. But a lot of it, the I think the most important part is the antenna. So you're. You're going to have two Bofung stubby antennas or regular whip antennas on there. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you're taking those things and, and putting external antennas higher up, which you're going to have some loss in there, you know, it's yep. not going to be it really comes out. How much range do you need? How far, you know, if these five watt radios aren't cutting it in the woods, you know, is another five watt repeater that could be putting out less going to help you any, um, you know, you may need, you may ha- have an option, but to go with a more powerful repeater and that's true. And whatnot. That's true. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to think about there. I would say do a little, do a little more research on this and don't be afraid to ask questions. And you can, of course you can call us. We can help guide you through some of that. Uh, 800-584-1445 weekdays. Now we have a comment. This is from, uh, Ethan. And he's responding to uh, episode 158 from uh, our last episode, the new Ocean KG-1000M mobile radio from MERS. And um, he says, you're close. The KG-1000M is one of the first, but it isn't the first. Back in the early 90s, Radio Shack came out with a 5-watt mobile called the 19-1210. It started being manufactured before the FCC created Part 95J and became grandfathered in for MERS, if you decrease the power output, which could be done by opening the radio and turning a small pot, which would control RF output. He's referring to a potentiometer. Back when I had one, they were solid radios that got the job done. And that's from Ethan. Well, Ethan, you are technically maybe correct because that, that was not the first. But actually, we're correct because... It's the first that was type accepted for Part 95J because here's the thing. If 
even if it was used for MERS, if it was not type accepted for MERS before MERS came about to uh, for the uh, Part 95J, before it was created, um, then technically it wasn't a MERS radio. Yeah, some of those frequencies were also used by uh, business radios for uh, a long time. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were part of the dot or star frequency yes. list. Yeah. Um, but they got removed, I guess, when MERS became official or at, at some point. But that's good info. I didn't know about the Radio Shack model. It's, and it's good info, but it's I, – I, I think you're right. I'm going to say – Rick, I, I, I'm going to say that doesn't count. It's good it info. Count I because appreciate it. Before. Thanks for writing us. Yeah. We'll send him Rick a t-shirt. Rick drop the mic on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> just, just mic drop. Rick is like, well, actually. Well, well, uh, well actually. <laughs> Look here, Chuck. <laughs> so, really, I appreciate Chuck or, or whoever it was. Who, I, who was that? I'd like to get my hands on one of those radios. Was, uh, yeah, I would I'll start too. looking on eBay. It was... Um, Ethan. 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 Thanks, Ethan. Ethan. Thanks for letting us know about that. Anthony's going to find one of those on I eBay. I want to find one on eBay. Let's see if I can find one. Does he give us That'd the model? 19-1210. 19-1210. Five watt mobile. That's pretty awesome. But here's the thing. It was a five watt mobile. Um, so technically it wouldn't have been. You're just not giving this guy for, any credit for, at all, are you? You're just <laughs> not anyway. Letting him have it. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'm not. Rick is shutting him I'm down. I'm sending him a t-shirt and some swag. We appreciate it, Ethan. I'm sending that to him because he was nice enough to, to email. Uh, 19 or, or nice enough to. 19-510? 19-1210. 1210. Okay. Anthony can't wait. He's right now. He's he's gonna run, don't walk to his nearest cell phone to order one. I get us a bunch of gears and sprockets. <laughs> so that's from Ethan. Yeah. So we're gonna send Ethan a, a t-shirt and some swag just for well, he, he just deserves for it after the horrible things you said about him. I didn't say anything bad to about him. Uh, I was just disagree. It was. I disagreed. Respectfully disagreed. And I agree that you're right, Rick. You're right. But Which is interesting he, because Ethan it's not often very nice. I am. To, <laughs> he took the time to, to number one listen to mm-hmm. the show, and I'm glad he did. Right. Uh, so am I. And uh, and he called he us to us, the carpet. He wrote on us it. an email, and it was a very nice, yeah. very polite email. Yeah. And then you just. Ripped him. I did not rip him. I was very, I, I was respectfully disagreeing. <laughs> if, if you think Rick was a little rude, in was I a little rude? Uh, let us know. <laughs> Show at buytwoayradios dot com. There could be a t shirt in there for you too. <laughs> if you take my side. <laughs> All right, well, we have one more. Actually, here. Rick gives out the shirt, so you want to take his. <laughs> All right, we have one more here, and this is an email from David, and he's responding to episode 157, where we were talking about CB or GMRS, which uh, which is better. And he said, one thing you miss in your comparison between CB and GMRS is that the GMRS antennas are much smaller and less smoky in the bandit looking. The smaller antenna is a big plus for me and why I don't use CB. Have really enjoyed the show when episodes come out. 
That's from David. Oh, that was a little jab. Yeah, it was a little, you know, because we, we haven't uh, been putting them out as regularly as we should. We're going to try to do better at that, starting with this episode. Yes. But, um, so I, I do agree with his point. You're not going to, somebody driving around in a, a Tesla Model S isn't going to put a four-foot um, tram big cat, CB antenna. Big cat yeah, six or something. The, the, big, <laughs> the big cat on the the trunk of the tesla <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> i'd like to see that that'd be funny <laughs> you ever seen those you ever seen those photos that some of these ham guys take of their car they've got like a little pinto or something and it's got seriously some of these guys have like little pentos and and, and whatnot from way back when and these things are so decked out with radios and antennas. You know, they got like seven or eight antennas sticking up on the top of this thing. And then they got, it's like wall to wall, the radios. I mean, you can't see the dashboard. It's amazing that anybody can actually get in the vehicle. There's so many radios. You don't in there. look outside very often. We get these guys in our parking lot about uh, three <laughs> times a week. <laughs> now that's some serious we dedication. Love those guys, yeah. That's some serious dedication. All right. Well, I guess it does it for. Um, for the comments and questions of this episode, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You sign up, it's free. It's free. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it pretty much everywhere you can find uh, a podcast. By the way, I found this podcast floating around in a couple places I didn't even know existed. So um, it's it's showing up everywhere on the net. You know, you can also subscribe by email if you go to um, buytwowayradios.com and click subscribe by email on the Two-Way Radio Show podcast page. And uh, enter your email address, and you'll get the latest episode of the Two-Way Radio Show as soon as it's released. So that's uh, it's all good stuff. Okay, so before we go, any final comment on the show? Nope. All right, everything good? All right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. And remember, once again, enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and you can save an additional 5% off your order for that brand new Ocean KG935G or any of the other uh, any any of the other radios that we have out there. Uh, the GMRS, FRS, MERS, business radios, all, all the radios out there. And accessories too. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445. Or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. Out.